Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 50, why we quit teaching in the public school systems to start teaching about intuitive awareness. So in this episode, you're going to learn all about why we even got into the education industry to begin with and why we started our own businesses in order to spread intuitive awareness. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. I can't believe we're already on episode 50. This is crazy. Today's episode is really going to be about how we left teaching in the school system, the public school system, and went into teaching about intuitive awareness. Yes, and I love this. I love this episode because this is really going to give everybody who listens to us and the people who are listening to it, listening to us for the first time insight into why we even do this podcast for one mm-hmm. and where we come from, like in the space of education yeah. and why yeah. we even started in that to begin with. Exactly. And I feel like it's so important to talk about education and what's important and how we should be teaching our children in this world because the children are our future and there's so much power behind children and what they can teach us so we noticed a pattern so i should probably start by sharing i used to be a third grade teacher i am from boston um, went to college at university of tampa got my undergraduate and my master's degree at ut Um, And then I I love teaching. I was teaching for seven years in the system. And one of the things that I noticed there were the kids were so sensitive. And as time went on, I found the curriculum change a lot from the day that I started to the day that I left. And it changed from being very hands-on and being able to get up and walk around and engage. And Yes, they still did it seven years in, but it changed to a lot of testing. And a lot of the kids that were labeled ADHD actually just had a different learning style and they didn't want to be confined into a box and put in a seat. Absolutely. I noticed the same exact thing. I didn't teach in elementary, although I did because of my internships. Um, I was in a kindergarten class and then I was in an ESE type setting where it was still in elementary and I did K through five, kindergarten through fifth grade my internship so I know exactly what Lindsay's saying when she's talking about the kids being tested tested and tested and this is throughout the throughout K through 12 but I notice a huge 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 thing in elementary with this yeah for the kids were like I remember one year I was in my internship and I started in January and I ended in April and literally for I think three of those months they were testing almost every week, probably 85, 90% of the weeks it seemed. Mm-hmm. Some kind of testing. It was either like state testing or local testing or the school testing or like, and I was just, um, I didn't even know what to think really. I know, and I feel like the teachers, as a teacher and the energy and the climate of that atmosphere of being in the school, you feel the pressure from the district. So the district puts the pressure on the principals. The principal puts them on the team leaders. The team leaders puts it out you know, to share with the classroom teachers. And what happens is, is that goes and trickles down to the kids. So how can you work under pressure when the school is labeled as an A school, a B school, a C school, 
you know, and, and then the kids are coming in from all different backgrounds um, in living situations that we can't even imagine being in their homes, some of them. Right. I know my kids, they, they came from a neighborhood where there was gun shooting. You know, at a certain time at night, they had to come inside and they weren't allowed to go out to play after dinner because of the shootings. You even found a sh uh, gun shell, right? Or a kid yes. brought a gun shell one day. Yeah, one of my little girls came in and she was all excited to show me the gold or a she bullet found. shell I meant yeah. Yeah. yeah so she actually said Miss Marino Miss Marino look look at the gold that I found in the neighborhood and it was a bullet shell so it, it's sad but the point of me saying this is because we need to teach about intuitive development rather than stress environments that come up when it comes to the school system absolutely because we have everybody's kids for six seven eight hours every day and I was just blown away about how much how much time was wasted on testing and really like a lot of other things that I personally didn't believe in. It was mm -hmm. just like old school way of teaching. So just so everybody knows um, where I taught, where I ended up teaching at was a special, um, ed, uh, basically a mental health center. It, uh, my school was connected to a mental health center and it was a special education and it was sixth grade through 12th grade because I had to, I had to teach all grades because we only had 30 kids at the entire school. And um, I loved it. I had so much fulfillment from teaching at Mendez Exceptional Center. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And the experience I got out of it is priceless and I would never change it. And I absolutely believe in education. I love education. I love that I went to college. I went to college at the University of South Florida. And you got Teacher of the Year for because yes. your heart and soul was in it. It was, and it's because I love it. And when you do what you love doing, you end up excelling in it. And it's pretty easy for you. I felt like I had to work a lot less to get that compared to somebody else who, you know, I saw yeah. a lot of people working harder than me that weren't really getting far with the students and everything. And, you know, you, that's why you, you really got to get in where you fit in. You got to, like, find out what you love doing and do that. And I love teaching. And yeah. I'm so grateful for the experience. And I would suggest everybody... Um, Really, not everybody to go to college, but there's a lot of negative talk about college, which I understand, you know, with the amount of money they're charging and everything, but I'm a big believer in education, and I really value my time that I spent at the University of South Florida. I really value it. Yeah. We were just having a conversation with someone, and I feel like there's, I feel like my experience with going to college and living at the dorm was an experience in itself. And then also when I was doing my internship, I found like that was very powerful. But there's certain jobs where you might not have to go to college. You know, when you're doing film, we were just talking to our videographer mm -hmm. about how he felt like more um, being in the field was actually more powerful than sitting in a class, which is that can that's so true in certain situations. For every industry, I think. Yeah. For the definitely. most part, except for some situations where you you might have to know like certain things before you even start. Right. Like being a firefighter or something, mm -hmm. you have to really, you have to practice. Yeah. But I feel like the point of this episode that's so important is that we let, we loved teaching, definitely. But I found myself, my psychic medium business was taking off. First, it was just me doing this for people for free, giving readings and that sort of thing. Um, and then it changed over time and I started to realize it was getting very busy and I had, energetically, I had to choose Okay, am I going to choose doing this work or am I going to choose um, being in the public school system? And for me, I wanted that freedom. And I started to really develop a belief system of what I thought education should look like. And it didn't look like what I was sitting in as a teacher. 
And I started to find myself getting bored or getting um, antsy and energetically drained. I would say the last year, I felt more like, okay, something's shifting. It was sad to leave. Mm-hmm, very sad. But it was, something was shifting where I knew at the last year or two, okay, my mediumship business and my psychic development is really kind of overpowering. And some of you may know the story, so I'm not going to go into too much detail about the story, but for me personally, I always thought that I was going to retire as a teacher, went to college to be a teacher, knew I was going to do something with real estate on the side. I always felt like I wanted to buy properties and rent them out and that sort of thing. But it was when Nick passed away, um, someone that at the time that I planned on marrying, it was after that that everything started to uncover for me. And I started to connect the dots with spirituality since I was a little girl. So I was always extra sensitive to energy, but that situation really was a pivotal moment in my life where I felt like everything catapulted. And my life was flipped upside down, but then at the same time it was kind of put right side up and then I, I met Tony and we came together so we were both studying about spirituality and then we came together and met in the middle it was like we met at the perfect time we were doing all this learning about spirituality and then coming together and having that same intention is so important yeah it was, it was and then when we came together Lindsay was teaching it was in 2010 of December we started to talk on the phone and Lindsay was teaching third grade at the time. She was not doing her psychic medium business at all. Like she said, mm. she she was still giving readings, but mm. not um, you know as a career. Me personally, before that, I came across the law of attraction in two thousand and eight, and that's what I was studying more. I wasn't studying more like the afterlife and psychic medium. I didn't really even look into that much or intuition. I looked into it a little bit, like with Napoleon Hill, his book Think and Grow Rich, and other books that would mention it. But I wasn't really um, open to that. I was more focused on the law of attraction and the law of vibration. So it opened up my mind. And when I met Lindsay is when I started to take on the intuition, psychic mediumship. And I started to realize that my entire life, I was highly intuitive. And this is one of my gifts that was a double-edged sword. So in school, I would go inside and I hated being inside all day. I was like, thank God when P.E., hit mm-hmm. like when it was like fifth period or whatever i'm like yes and i can go outside oh there. and the fluorescent lights everything the That's energy horrible. of a high school is an empath and i didn't know this looking back i didn't know this looking back so my story goes a little bit farther back right now i'm 31 years old and when i was 21 when i came across the law of attraction immediately i said in my mind i'm gonna have a human potential company one day i just knew I knew, I always loved teaching information to people even before this. It was basketball, sports, nutrition, anything that I found valuable. So I already had that teacher thing inside of me. And then when I came across the law of attraction in 2008, that's when I knew that I was going to be a teacher for human potential. I never thought that I would be a teacher in the public school systems. That happened after I met and started talking to Lindsay in 2010 of December. Right when we talked on the phone that night, I knew that I had, because at the time, uh, so real quickly at the time, I was um, almost halfway done with my college degree, but I didn't really have a major. But at that moment, I knew that I was going to major in education, get my degree in education, and become a teacher in the public school system, because I knew in my heart that was my next move. And I also knew that I was going to move from St. Louis, where I was living in the moment, 
and moved to Tampa, Florida to where Lindsay was, <laughs> which brings us to where we are today and what we've been talking about, how we, we both taught. So I taught in the public school systems for three years. I actually ended up quitting um, in 2017 in I May. I'm losing track, track of time. Yeah, time. It was. It was May 2017. I feel like it was like last year. And I felt the exact same as what Lindsay felt. I felt like the best way I could describe it is, and I got this from, it was about my, my last week teaching. One of the assistant teachers came up to me and she said something. Yeah, Tony, we're planting seeds and um, everything with the kids over in the garden over here. And we had to switch out the pots because the, the plant was outgrowing it. And right when she said it, like I got chills right now. Yeah, me too. Right when she said it, I knew it was the universe or God talking to me saying, hey, you're, it's confirming that your choice is the right choice. You outgrew this. Because at the time, like Lindsay said, I was teacher of the year that year. I started a coffee business inside the school that was getting recognized um, inside the school district. It was getting recognized and it was very successful. And um, why would you leave something when you're at your peak? Well, because I was following my intuition and I knew inside my heart that it was time. Yeah. So. Well, you're so well no. It's, I know you're getting emotional. Because it's a good thing. Like, I love it. I know. Yeah. And I feel like because it's real yeah. and that's why this is happening. Yeah, for but sure. But I think it's good for people to experience because you knew. And that's the perfect example. Like you can leave on top if you're doing something that you love. You can still leave on top because you know that your soul is has something else in front of it. Like there's a reason you felt that pull. Right. And, and there's I'm a so reason glad you, you felt listen, that pull. And I'm glad you listened because now we're able to to travel to teach others for to teach people around different places, like wherever they are in the world, whether it's online or in person. Um, And I think that's so important to trust that intuitive sense. And I feel like our goal in the end, our intention is to teach the children because we both love children. Um, And that's our passion. Like when I'd rather hang out with a kid than an adult any day. Because I I would too a lot of the times. Because the kids actually, are highly in tuned, they don't have a filter, and they're just authentic, as cliche as it sounds. Yeah, I feel not like they're like tainted to the yeah. idea of what society should look like. They don't really care. They're just like, this is who I am, this is what it is. Um, they're showing you real corners of the universe. Yeah. Like you you've seen an authentic real corner of what it looks like and it's like But see this is the thing, like when I first left teaching, I remember having dreams getting offers to come back into the school system. And it was like this moment of like this tug of war. And I remember one dream, I was back in there and I was substitute teaching and they said, can you stay a little bit longer? And I said yes to them. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I saying yes? Because it was so easy to go back into it. And even thinking about driving by sometimes, like I drive by an area to get actually to a crystal shop, one of the schools that I taught at. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, I can't believe I'm driving past the school and I'm not teaching in the school because I did it for a lot of you know, my time after graduating, but I just wish we could go in there and teach the kids really about intuition because energy is the thing that we need to be teaching them. And I actually did do that. I did that when I was teaching. There were certain moments we would have class meetings when we were allowed to have them and we would talk about our feelings and we would pass around like, I don't know if it was a stuffed animal or something, I would pass around um, a pointer to say, okay, it's your turn to talk. And then there were moments I actually had them make vision boards when I first started. I didn't call them vision boards, but I said your intention and your goals for when you leave here, 
when you grow up, what is your intention? And they would cut out the names of the colleges or the things that they wanted to do after. Um, and then I also would have them write affirmations to put in their pockets for tests and talk to them about the power behind water and how the Emoto um, philosophy of water and what you say and what you talk about is actually what's going to show up. So right. I infused it in there, but you had to word it a certain way when you're in the system. Like, yeah, you definitely you have know? to word it. You have to be careful just because it's you're dealing with other people's kids. And then, you know, these kids have parents who have beliefs. And yeah. A lot of the stuff that we believe might shock the parents' beliefs. And then they, you know, it's all of that going on. And like Lindsay said, she was splattering, you know, vision boards and teaching about intuition and Dr. Emoto and all these different things inside the school systems. And I was doing the same thing, you know, and I was showing my kids different videos. You know, at the beginning of each class, um, I'd show like a one minute video of some kind of celebrity or well-known person they know, giving mm -hmm. them some kind of life school advice. Because I knew that they would listen to that person and then yeah. we could feed off of it. And that's what we did. So I was able to do stuff like that too in the system. But the whole time I was working in the school system, the thought in my mind every day when I was driving to work was, I'm a teacher, I'm taking care of kids, and the whole point of this whole process and system is to educate. And what, what do we mean by educate? To give people skills that they can apply in life so they can have a successful life, emotionally, physically, relationship-wise, right? Isn't that the yes. point of education? So the more I thought about that, and then the more I saw what was actually going on in the system most of the time, like the testing, and like, um, you know, the the bubble the, the bubble scantrons. test scantrons yeah. and you know you have to do this much english and this much math and this much and i was thinking you know a lot of that stuff's valuable but i'm thinking where is the relationship one-on-one -on -one class where is the emotional um development or whatever emotional intelligence one-on-one -on -one class where is the business one-on-one -on -one class to where every kid takes it psychology class where are these class and I'm, I'm not saying these are all the best classes but i'm thinking We've updated a lot of systems throughout time, and for some reason, the school system's one of those systems that we're slowly updating here in the United States, and, and it's way behind. And they're taking away, they're updating the system in a, in a way that's completely backwards. They're taking away art class and limiting to it one time a week, or PE one time a right. week, instead of, they should be running around having recess. So one of the schools I interned at was an elementary school, and um, we'll call it just to be straightforward, like a poor part of town. And it was a low-performing elementary school. So you know what they did? Since these kids were low-performing, they took away, I believe it was recess or PE, one of those two things, and added an extra hour for them to read yeah, every day. Yeah. And it was the most, for me even, it, like I'm not even a kid and I can imagine the energy the kid has. I have a lot of energy. It was hard for me interning at that school. Yeah. Because we're like inside all day and like closed in and it's like this, you felt like this tension, like Lindsay said, it bleeds over from the from the principals or from the superintendents, the principals, down to the teachers, down to the students. And it was like this big pressure cooker. And I'm like thinking, whew. So you could only take so much of that. I'm not knocking education all the way. There's a lot of good people in education. There's yes. a lot of good things going on. But I personally knew that it was time for me to branch out and to teach people life skills, the, the best life skills that I've ever learned. And the best life skills that I've ever learned is about intuition, um, you know, which helps you make decisions, helps you tune into yourself, helps you tune into other people. This is energy to where you know, um, should I make a deal with this person? Should I be friends with this person? 
Um, it's about psychic mediumship development for me personally. I, I feel and I know how valuable that is when someone passes away here on earth yeah. and you could communicate to them still and reconnect. So I look at it as the same way as if like somebody who's alive here that I haven't seen for two years, but I love hanging out with and we meet up on a random island and we're like, yeah, yeah that reconnection feeling. That's what I get when I reconnect to spirit on the other side. And it's funny because when you're saying that, I know you're so excited to tell this part. The, what you're saying, but I have yeah. to say this. It just reminded me of Jerry the other day when we were mm -hmm. sitting in the car. And Tony has a friend named Jerry. And I feel like, even though I met him, I don't know how many times, like two or three times, I feel like he's my good friend now too because we talk to him so much. He comes through so much to Lindsay. Yeah. But we were in the car and I'm like, have you talked to Jerry lately? And Tony's like, ah, oh, the other day I did. <laughs> I was thinking. So it's been maybe like a week. If anyone ever heard this conversation that didn't know about this stuff, they'd be like, what? heck are you talking about absolutely but that's how it is but it's true and it's our life in there and you know how hard it was for me to go to school every day and teach and see other kids in my class who are psychic mediums yeah and psychic and they're being fed drugs from the mental health center and from their family not saying that the people working at the mental health center are bad people they're not it's just the system and it's, it's the way of it is of. and I'm thinking I have this information and I can't do nothing about it right now. I know, right and then now. you're sitting in, it's almost like sitting in a lie, like working in a job that not all of it all the way is real. And I have so many stories about specific things that these kids did that proved to me they were psychics and mediums. I, me too. Which uh, throughout these episodes you've you've heard throughout these last 50, I've, I've shared it several different times. Yeah. And I, I would share it now, but we're running out of time. So but what... What, what is that? I want to say the last thing when we were talking about the school system. I strongly believe that someone can't take in information for eight hours straight. I feel like they should no. be cutting the, the day in half to four hour days. And this is a teacher coming from a teacher. Yeah. But this is something that I believe. I have a two hour limit for me personally. I actually notice an hour limit where if I'm sitting still and learning, I need to get up, walk around, take a little break and a breather and then come back. But I feel like four hours is the max that kids should be be learning. Absolutely. And also they can learn having fun through art. That's that's actually a form of meditation right there, doing art. PE, that's getting the, the mind, body, and soul, soul um, energy flow. So these are things that, it's something to think about. And I, I feel like there's not, all schools are not like this. Some no. schools are very good with, with having playtime and that sort of thing. But this is one of the reasons why we had to leave because the, the business was so busy for me, but also I couldn't be in a place that I didn't, I wasn't fully on board with, with it either. So it's like, I didn't realize that till after though. Right. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that like Lindsay's saying, there's a lot of good going in there. Even in the schools we were at, yeah, there's a lot of good definitely. teachers that were doing a lot of good things. Like I teach teachers at my school I was at that were like, Oh, this yeah, one math teacher, she was just always constantly creating these awesome lessons for the kids, like moving them around, getting them up, getting them outside. So there's a lot of good things going on in there. But it's just, you know, I at your job. I just to add intuitive stuff to it. Like True. directly talk about that. What are you feeling in your body? But let's see if you can see energy and this sort of thing. Yes, and it will be there one day. And yeah. we're going to create Something. more education products that people could buy from us you know on a privately not in the public school systems maybe one day we could get them in there that'd be nice yeah but um until then we'll do what we can do so mm -hmm. you think we should close this out yeah i think that if you have ever been a teacher or you've experienced this as a parent 
and you had some aha moments by listening to this or anything that you want to share about what we've talked about, share with us. We love to hear from you. And thank you for writing your reviews and spreading this podcast because our goal and our intention is for many, many people to see it and hear it and learn from it. Right, because it's a cycle. It's like you have the parents listen to it, and then it trickles down to the kids. You have the mm -hmm. kids listen to it, and it, tr it just it keeps on going. Yeah, and we just want to continue that. So we can have a whole another episode on psychic kids again because we we, already, will. we actually did an episode on psychic kids. So check that out too. Yes. Okay, guys, we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.